0: Do you have a few minutes? This is Dr. Karen Bonnie. Today, we're gonna to talk about when a military dog retires. Last week, I proudly attended a retirement ceremony at the iconic Fenway Park in Boston for military working dog, quail. Over the years, I have had the luxury of being exposed to many different categories of working dogs. I touched a little bit on this topic In episode 15 with Drew about our own working dogs, but I've also been exposed to learning more about military and police working dogs, and I cannot tell you how impressed and mesmerized I am by them. The drive and the dedication is beyond what we deserve in this world. It really is just the grit and the grind that these dogs possess to protect our nation, the passion that lies between the ears of these four legged grind horses is something to be reckoned with. I've decided that my passion lies within the canine and human capacity, and I will do everything I can to make my own dreams come true, to surround myself more closely with more working dogs. And attending this retirement ceremony was the first step. When I saw the invitation to Quail's retirement, I knew this was something that I could not pass up. So I rearranged my schedule and I made my way down to Fenway Park to witness what I would say is one of the most impressive things I've seen in a long time. But before we get into the discussion of the actual ceremony, let's talk a little bit about the history of military dogs. The practice of using dogs for hunting is definitely not a modern concept. According to War Dogs, Canines in Combat, a book by Michael Lemish, During the Spanish-American War of 1898, the commander of a cavalry troop took a dog named Don with him on every patrol. The commander said, dogs are the only scouts that can secure a small detachment against ambush in these tropical jungles. The idea of specific military working dog training programs did not become popular until World War I. Germany and the United Kingdom both implemented dog training programs in the early 20th century. By World War II, the U.S. military was officially training dogs as well. The War Dog Program was stood up in 1943 with the building of the training center in Front Royal, Virginia. and the requisition of 11,000 dogs, the program supported almost every major subsequent conflict and eventually evolved into training dogs for law enforcement. In 1965, the Air Force prepped 40 handler and dog teams at Lackland Air Force Base in Texas for missions in Vietnam. The success of these teams would prompt the formation of the Air Force Security Police Dog Training School in 1967. And the rest is history. But let's touch on some of the training associated with the military working dog. All of the dog training is based on positive reward or feedback the epitome of the classical conditioning model developed by Ivan Pavlov. When the dogs maneuver through one obstacle successfully, they are rewarded. Then they maneuver two obstacles and are rewarded. So training builds upon previous lessons. Eventually, the dogs will do the entire obstacle course without a reward until the very end, which is how trainers develop the dog's instincts to want the reward. This instinct or desire is crucial for the dog's motivation. And of course, all of these rewards must be instinctive prior to them being certified as a military working dog. They have to be able to do this without any reinforcement other than simply the handler's praise and affection. So it's not like us training our dogs with treats in order to get them to sit and stay. These dogs are reinforced with positive reinforcement and simply getting affection. Fun fact, did you know that every military working dog is an NCO, a non-commissioned officer? Some say the custom was to prevent handlers from mistreating their dogs. Hence, a dog is always one rank higher than its handler. You know, some would say that's kind of out of respect, right? Some would say that the handlers are there just to make sure the dog gets food, water, and rest. The handlers are there to motivate the dog when it gets tired or ready to quit. The dog is the worker bee of the team. Perhaps the most important part of the bond is that the handlers are just there to translate what the dog is saying. That bond is super unique. So let's get back to the ceremony that I attended. The military does it right in the way that they celebrate their dedicated employees. And this doesn't fall short for their dogs. I was seated in the front row seat in Fenway Park, watching the players warm up for their game against the Colorado Rockies, soaking in the warm sun, and then the breathtaking ceremony began. The colors were presented and the national anthem was sung. And I must make note, some of the Red Sox players paused their practice to honor the flag, and that truly made me smile. The history of this precious warrior dog was presented to the group, and I learned that Miss Quail is a 10-year-old Belgian Malinois and has dedicated over nine years of active service to both the squadron and the United States Air Force. Throughout her remarkable career, she has protected Hanscom Air Force Base and her country, displaying courage and devotion beyond measure. This beautiful military working dog has spent more than three quarters of her life defending Hanscom Air Force Base and her country. She has more than served her time, and as of that moment, she will retire from the United States Air Force. Quail was presented her plaque and her last Kong toy of which no one will ever take from her. She graciously accepted the Kong, once given the command, of course, and the rest is history. It was at that time when I literally cried like a baby. As I mentioned, I'm kind of obsessed with working dogs, and to see one of them make it to the end of her career and get the transition into her soft, squishy bed retirement life filled with treats and toys, I mean who wouldn't squeak out one or two tears in that moment? It's just so beautiful to see. As Quail now embarks on a new chapter of her life, I cannot help but take a moment to express my deepest appreciation for her service and sacrifice. And not only her service and sacrifice, but all military working dogs, all working dogs in general. Quail's legacy will continue to inspire and hopefully remind us all of just the extraordinary contributions that the military working dogs do for our nation's security. If it teaches us anything, it teaches us about grit, grind, and dedication. If you want to learn anything about those qualities, just spend time with any working dog. You will see the passion behind their eyes and the drive within them. We could all use these beautiful creatures as an example to live our own lives as I've said before and will forever say, we do not deserve dogs. Best of luck to Quail and her forever life of restful days and unlimited treats and toys. And as always, if you're looking for a physical therapist, you know where to find me, KarenBonnie.com.